is that. And we have been uh, doing a series, and I want to welcome again, just want to say hi to all our guests and our visitors here. It's so great to have you in church this morning. And uh, we've been doing, for the last two weeks, a great series called Love Mondays, all about how God can use what sometimes we despise, a Monday morning, uh, to actually bring some hope to somebody else that we encounter along our regular day um, in our occupations, wherever we might find ourselves, that God has actually called us there for purpose. And I'm going to be sharing part three, the very last in the series. Um, unfortunately, I've missed the first two. So I hope what I say today is all right and goes along with the rest of the theme. Uh, I was away and then I was sick last week, but I'm ready for this morning and I'm so pleased to be able to share with you today. I'm gonna read for you um, from 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17. If you've got your notes, it's written there so you can just follow along with me as I read. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. That's good news for me. Uh, the old has passed away and see the new has come. Everything is from God who has reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. And that is in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, and this is important, we are ambassadors for Christ. Since God is making his appeal through us, we plead, listen to this, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let's just pray before we start. Father, I thank you for this word. God, I pray that you would um, allow it to become alive so that we would see and know what your purpose in it is for us. God, I pray that you would help us to maybe look at our Monday through Friday with a bit of a different light this week. Father, show us what it is that you want us to see in our day-to-day, -day, in our mundane, that we might be used by you to make a difference in someone else's world. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever been to a meeting or an event on behalf of someone else? Like they couldn't go, so you went in their stead. Last year, Steve and I had the privilege, and it really was a privilege, of going to a world-leading conference for church leaders. It was in Alabama. So as you can understand, as much as it would have been incredible to be able to send all of our pastors there, it just wasn't possible. So they chose Steve and I to go on behalf of Pastor Luke and all the other lead pastors. Now, what I learned was that when you attend something on behalf of Pastor Luke, you behave differently, right? You think about it differently. You respond differently. You listen differently. I took notes differently because I knew that when we came home, Pastor Luke would say, so, what did you learn? We had to glean and gain and learn and speak to as many people as we could and ask as many questions as we could and write down as much as we possibly could because we knew we were not just there for ourselves. We were there not just representing, but on behalf of somebody else. And I have come to learn that that causes us to respond in different ways. It's like when you are the ambassador for your country living in another land, right? 
uh, New Zealand has 27 ambassadors living in different countries all over the globe. And each one of them is stationed in those countries, not to represent their own needs, but to represent New Zealand and the needs of New Zealanders. They are being sent by their country of origin and it is not for their own benefit, but it is for the benefit of the nation who has sent them. They are there on behalf of their homeland. And in 2 Corinthians 5, it so happens to describe us as ambassadors. We are ambassadors for Christ, it says in verse 20. It says, since God is making His appeal through us, listen to what it says. It says, we plead on Christ's behalf. On Christ's behalf. Interesting wording, isn't it? It begs me to ask the question, what if you and I were to go into our Monday? So we go into our workplace We go into the job that we dread on a Monday morning. If we were to walk into that place, I would have said, go and drop your kids at school on Monday, but it's the holidays. So maybe you, instead of going to drop the kids off at school, you'll be lying in bed going, leave me alone, go back to bed. But whatever it is you're getting up to do tomorrow morning, what if we entered it going, hello, I'm here on behalf of Christ. How about, if we approached our Monday in a different way and we walked into it saying to ourselves, I am here in my workplace on behalf of Christ. I am here in this job on behalf of Christ. I am here in my family on behalf of Christ. Because when you realise that as an ambassador for Christ, that you are entering into it as an ambassador for Him, it changes your motive for being in the room. You no longer act in your own interest, but you act with the interest of the one who sent you. And so if we can grab a hold of that truth in our day-to-day, if we can grab a hold of it in our mundane and some of the things that we dread coming, then we are going to see our Monday through Friday in a very different way. We're no longer in it for the primary purpose of getting a wage or making money. You're in it because you know that you can make a difference. You're no longer there just to build your own wealth. No, you are now there to build the kingdom, right? You are no longer going to work for the promotion. You are going to work because you know that in your workplace, you might be able to promote Christ. It alters your perspective. And listen, it fulfills a need in us that every single one of us has. And that is that we might be part of something bigger than ourselves. It's to feel as though we are making a difference in the world. Steve mentioned a few weeks ago, I don't know if you remember, that we do most of our food shopping online. So we go online, we do the list thing, and a nice young man arrives and he drops it off to us and we can avoid going to supermarkets. It helps me keep my salvation. Uh, I really like online shopping. But one of the things that happens is when you put your list in and you, you begin to place your order, partway through it gives you an opportunity to add instructions to your shopping. It leaves a little space next to every single item. So you can add a wee instruction there to help your shopper out. You could write how you like your fruit. Like, please don't let it be too ripe. I just like it a little bit firm, you know? 
Uh, it might be that you have an allergy or an intolerance, and so you need to add a little instruction there somewhere. It might be that you can add an instruction to do with the flavor that you prefer or you don't prefer about a particular product or a brand. These are instructions, these are guidelines that are going to help the shopper. Why? Why do we need to add those things? Because they are not shopping for themselves. They are shopping, hello, on behalf of you. Listen, as ambassadors for Christ, we are not sent on our mission without instruction. In fact, the very first ambassadors that were sent out by Jesus himself, when he gave them the great commission, he sent them with both mission and instruction. He sent them and said, go out there into all the world and create disciples. And he said, I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna leave you with another. I'm gonna send another to help you. He sent the Holy Spirit as our guiding instruction. How cool is it that as ambassadors for Christ, we must never forget that we have a direct line to the one who sent us through the Holy Spirit. He is our guiding instructor. Can you remember at school when they would teach you how to um, not just write, like write words, you know how to write words, you can form sentences, but they teach you how to write in particular ways. So they might teach you report writing or they might teach you how to write a recipe and do instructional writing. They might teach you how to write a letter to somebody. They might teach you for the purpose of informing somebody about something. And one of the guidelines that they would give you was the five W's and the H. Anybody remember the five W's and the H? You guys are as bad as the 8.30 service. Come on, weren't you listening in primary school? The five W's and the H. We've got who, what, where, when, how, and why. Well done, 10 o'clock. Aren't you clever little sausages? Well, today we're going back old school. And I'm gonna give you some guidelines. I'm gonna give you a set of tools and instructions that you and I can use. And the reason why I chose the five doubles and the H is because I'm hoping you'll remember it tomorrow. Uh, so that when you wake up on a Monday morning, you can use these six things to guide your day as an ambassador for Christ. Is that okay? Are you ready? All right, number one, every morning before you go to work, before you go into your workplace, before you enter into your job, your office, wherever it is that you are working, the building site, wherever, ask this, God, lead me to the who. Lead me to the who. As ambassadors for Christ in your workplace, ask God to show you who is it that you want me to impact today, God? Who do you want me to speak to? Lord, is there someone that might come across my path who needs encouragement, who needs a hug, who needs a smile, who needs a prayer? Is there someone who needs some of your attention, Lord, that's gonna come across my path today? See, the world thinks it is completely acceptable to trample over others in order to get to their promotion or whatever it is that they want. But as ambassadors for Christ, we must not respond out of our own interests, remember? And so the interest of Christ, as said in 2 Corinthians 5, is reconciliation. Uh, When we had a new staff member, it was a number of years ago now, and she came, she's still on staff now, And um, she was new to the country and she was also new to faith. 
And so we um, hired her on our staff team. And I can remember back then when she first came into our environment. And I remember ask, asking her how she was finding it and what was it like back home in her home country. And I can remember she was telling me, she used to work in the corporate world back in her home country. She, I remember her telling me how different it is working here. She said it was so cutthroat. She said it was so ruthless. She said, even if people would say nice things to you, they would turn around the next minute and, and stab you in the back just to get a promotion. She said they would do anything and everything just to get ahead. She said you thought you had friends, but you didn't really. They were just using you to get their own way. She said, I was so blown away when someone here in my church work environment encouraged me and they like meant it. They didn't turn around and do something that said the opposite. She was like, I couldn't believe it that someone wasn't just interested in themselves, they were also interested in me. What if, what if you and I, as Christ's ambassadors, were to go into our workplaces with a different spirit? What if we were to go in our workplaces not looking out for our own interests like the rest of the world is doing, but if we went for the purpose of reconciliation? Imagine how the people around us would respond. Imagine how they would look up and go, what is going on here? Ask God to lead you to the who that He is wanting you to impact, encourage, inspire, and make a difference in their lives. Number two, number two, make me aware of the when. Make me aware of the when. Whenever we go out for a drive, and we live 30 minutes from church, so look, we are driving a lot. Uh, when we go out for a drive, I kind of zone out, you know? Not while I'm driving, don't worry. While I'm the passenger, I zone out. And I just, I become very unaware of everything that is happening around me. And it drives Steve crazy because he loves nature and he loves to take in this beautiful creation that's around us. And he loves like birds of prey. So whenever we're driving through the countryside, which we do to get here, He's looking, he's, on, he's got his eyes out, eyes peeled for like a hawk or a falcon or something like that. And whenever he sees one, he's like, look, oh, you missed it. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, did you see that? And I'm like, what, where, where? Thinking there's like some great emergency and it's like a bird. He's like, oh, you missed it. <laughs> it drives him crazy. I have missed so many significant and could be special moments because I'm just not aware of anything going on around me other than what is immediately in front of me. I wonder sometimes how many moments you and I miss because we are unaware. We are unaware that God is actually highlighting to them to us. We need to ask, we need to pray that prayer, God, make me aware of the when, so that God may be sitting up there going, look, ah, you missed it. <laughs> I'm sure he says that to me so many times. Hey, look, there's something happening over there. I want you to get involved. Ah, oh, you missed it. God, make me aware of the when. Don't miss the moments he wants to use you. Number three, when you wake up and you go into your workplace tomorrow morning, why don't you pray this prayer? God, guide me in the what. 
Guide me in the what? I don't know if you're like me, but there are so many times where I have begun to enter a situation or a circumstance and I just do not know what to do. I don't know what to do. I have no idea how to respond. It's just like so over my head. I don't know what to do. I have discovered that it is in those moments that the Holy Spirit does his best work. And so before you enter into that meeting, ask, God, would you give me wisdom in this meeting? When you enter into that difficult circumstance and you know there's something difficult that's about to take place in this meeting and I know it's not gonna be easy, ask God, God, would you give me the right words to say? When you know that you have to have that awkward conversation with that colleague that you're just dreading and you've been putting off for weeks and weeks, ask God, God, would you allow the Holy Spirit to guide this conversation today? Ask him to guide you in the what. It's the Holy Spirit's best work, I promise you. It amazes me every time. Number four, number four, when you get up in the morning on your Monday and you walk into your workplace, why don't you pray this? Point me toward the where. As an ambassador for Christ, where today, God, do you want to use me? Where today could there be something that you want me to engage with in my workplace? Is it in the staff room where you grab a quick bite to eat before a meeting? Is it at the school gate when you're dropping off your kids when you're trying to, quick, get out, get out of the car, quick, because you can't find a car park, so you're like, quick, get out. I'm parked in a no parking zone. <laughs> but could you slow that process down and see where God might wanna use you? Is it at the gym? When you go and do that early morning workout, that, that one that you've missed because you haven't been for a month, uh, is it at the shops as you grab your dinner supplies before heading home for the evening? God, would you lead me? Would you point me toward where you wanna use me today? Number five, when we head out the door, we're going into our Monday, perhaps we could ask this of God. Make me sensitive to the how. Make me sensitive to the how. Now, I am a task-oriented person. So my primary motivation and most of the time my priority is to get the job done. It's to tick off my to-do list. It's to solve the problem. It's to get it sorted. I need this prayer in my life, right? I need the prayer that says, God, would you make me sensitive to the how? My darling husband, bless his heart, he says to me, honey, it's not so much what you say, it's how you say it. <laughs> He's a brave man. <laughs> Ambassadors don't just get the job done ambassadors do it in a way that communicates more about Christ than it does themselves. Ask for sensitivity in the how. People will immediately see that you are responding with a different spirit. When you allow God to teach you to be sensitive into the Holy Spirit's guiding. Would you show me, God, how I can be sensitive to the how today? So I'm not just getting the job done. I'm not just going in there like a bulldozer. I'm really sensitive to what is going on in the lives of those around me. And number six, and the band will come and join me now. Number six, remind me of the why. Remind me of the why. 
You know what? We can so easily lose sight of who we are and what we are there to do if we forget why we have been sent in the first place. Bible says we plead on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to Christ, be reconciled to Christ. The why becomes our motivation when it gets hard. The why becomes the thing that keeps us going when long ago without it, we would have quit. An ambassador for Christ always keeps the mission in mind. To, be, to reconcile lost ones back to Christ. Why is it that I should take an interest in my colleague's life? Nobody takes an interest in mine. Well, because this week your colleague might hit something really rough. And if you are the one person who's taken an interest, then maybe you're the one person they'll go to. And maybe you could offer some prayer. Maybe you could offer some encouragement. Why should I slow down and chat with the kindy mums when I do drop off? Well, because that one mum you stop and talk to may just be incredibly lonely. And it might be your conversation that keeps her going through her day. Why, why do I need to be aware of my responses under pressure? Well, because when you respond in the opposite way to what people expect, you speak volumes about the one who sent you. Why should I be the one in the room to bring integrity and honesty to that business deal? Well, because honesty and integrity when faced with compromise is glaringly different to the world that people are used to and that may just stop and ask why. Why are you so different to everyone else I deal with? Day in, day out, remember your why. In the mundane, in the ordinary, in the difficult, in the awkward, remember your why. When it's easy and when it's hard, remember your why because above all, God's heart is that you would, you would not just know Him, but that those in your world might know Him that they might not just know Him, but that they would find freedom from their past. Not that they would just find freedom from their past, but that they would discover who He's created them to be and step out to gain that fulfillment that you and I both find of making a difference in their world. Come on, I'd love to pray with you before Steve gets up. And I'd love to just pray through those six things together, you and I, that tomorrow morning, we're gonna love our Monday by doing our five W's and our H. Amen? Come on, let's pray. Father, I thank You for the occupation and the place and the position that You have put each and every one of us. Whatever they may be, how different they may be from the person sitting next to us, I thank you that all are important and all carry value. And God, I pray that you would, I thank you that you've, you've placed us as ambassadors in those places. And Lord, I pray you would remind us that we are not there for our own interests, but the interest of the one who sent us. And God, as we step into our tomorrow, as we walk out our Monday, would you lead us to the who? Would you make us aware of the when? Would you guide me in the what? Point us to the where. Make us sensitive to the how. 
and remind me of the why. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Church, while your eyes, um, yeah, you can big some round of applause. Amazing word, amazing word, amazing word. I want to invite you, church, just to take one more moment, just to bow your heads and close your eyes, just for a moment. Just out of respect for the person that's next to you, I, I would love to extend one more invitation to you today. And I don't know what brought you to church. I don't know what drew you into these doors today. I don't know why you're here. I don't, probably don't know your story, but I do know a few things. The first thing I know is that God loves you. God loves you more than you'll ever know. I don't know where you're at with Him. I don't know what your journey with Him looks like, whether you're close to Him or if you're far away, but maybe if you're far from Him, maybe you're here today because God wants you here and He wants to speak to your life and He wants to draw you towards Him. He loves you more than you'll ever know. We all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard. We all sin. And our sin, it separates us from God. But God, in His amazing grace, He sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. And when He died on that cross, He took upon Himself what you and I were due for our sin. And He extends to every one of us here today, not judgment or condemnation. He extends to you grace, forgiveness for all of your wrongs, your guilt, your shame, your past, forgiven. He gives you a brand new life that begins right here, right now. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. God makes you a brand new person from the inside out. You get to walk into the plans that God has for your life. He does have a plan. He does have a purpose for you. Your life is not an accident. God wants to lead you into a life where you can make a difference with it. And then you get this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. This life is not the end of the story. God's preparing eternity for you. And if you're here today and you don't know Jesus, but you want to. Or maybe you're here today and your life is far from God. Maybe you've been playing church. Maybe you've been, you, you, you know Him, but you're far from Him. You're messing around. And today's your day to come back and get right with God. I'd love to invite you to pray a very simple prayer with me. Just while your eyes closed and head bowed, if you're here and you're saying, Steve, that's me, count me and I wanna pray that prayer. I don't know Jesus, but I want to. Or maybe you're far from Him. You're saying, I wanna get back to God. I wanna give my life back into His hands. I wanna invite you to pray this prayer with me. I'm gonna pray it out loud. You don't have to pray it out loud. You just pray it with me in your heart. But when you pray it in your heart, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. This is your prayer. Just say these words. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned. I know I've messed up. But I believe that Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from my old life I ask you to forgive me of it. I turn to the life that you have for me. I ask you to come in and be the Lord of my life. Take control. I choose from this day to live for you. Come in and make me brand new today. In Jesus' name. Just wherever your eyes still closed and head bowed. If you prayed that prayer this morning, can I say, I am so proud of you. I think this is the most wonderful decision you'll ever make in your entire life. This is, this, this is the decision, this is the prayer that can change everything. And I wanna invite you to do one more very brave little thing. I want you to take one more little step of faith. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three. When I get to three, if you pray that prayer either for the very first time or you're coming back to God today, I want you to be really brave when I get to three and I want you to put your hand up nice and high. Now I'm not doing that to embarrass you or call you out or stand you up or anything like that. But what I will do is I'll acknowledge your hand, I'll see your hand and you can put it straight back down. This is your own little step of faith. Are you ready? Be bold, be brave. Be brave. On the count of three, one, 
two, three. Hands up now, nice and high, saying, Steve, that's me. Awesome. God bless you. I see you right there in the middle. I see you too, my man. Right here. I see you over there, over there. Yes, sir. Amazing. Anyone else saying, Steve, that's me. That's me. Just put your hand up nice and high. Yep, down the back over there. I see that one too. Awesome. On the mezzanine, I see you up there too. Incredible. Awesome. Right down the back, my man. I see you, buddy. Incredible. Yep, up the front here too. I see you, brother. Yep. To my right. Awesome. You can put your hands down now. God, we thank you so much for what you're doing in this house. We thank you for your freedom and your spirit that is in here. And Lord, we pray as those lost people have come back to you for whatever reason, whatever's going on, Lord, you know and you love them. And God, I pray you bless them now. May they fully walk into the life you have for them. And Lord, we rejoice as a church, uh, just like you're rejoicing in heaven as lost people come back to you. We bless them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church, put your hands together. All those people that said yes to Jesus. It's so cool.